If we can have your attention for a moment, we'd like to point out the safety features that we have on board our Boeing 737. To properly fasten your seatbelt, slide the flat end into the buckle. To release, lift up, your seatbelt should be worn tight, low across your hips, and at all times while seated. This aircraft has six emergency exits, two forward exit doors, two removable only window exits, and two rear exit doors. Location of all of these are clearly marked with signs overhead. Lights on the floor of the aisle will lead to an exit as well. I want to ask you about that. Is that good, Tracy? Is that- <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was lovely. Thank you so much. Great. But where do I barf? That's what I do. They still have barf bags. We do still have barf bags. Outstanding. You know all the technology in the world, and and we're still barfing in a paper bag. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We almost did the other day when I was on a flight. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, was it that bad? It was scary, scary yeah. bad. In fact, the person I was with pulled out the barf bag because he thought something was going to happen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, fortunately, it didn't. But that's good. It's too. You know what it is about flying for me? It's uh. too much humanity packed <laughs> into a tight so space. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah that's that's what it problem. is. I don't yeah. care about the altitude. It's just it's the people. It's the people. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're which rolling. brings us into welcome to Nanlandia. Today we're on an airplane. Not really, but we're going to pretend we are. The very fun thing I love about this job I have now is that I get to call my very favorite people in the world and say, come over and talk, and it'll be just like we're sitting around the living room. My guest today is my friend Tom, and we are only going to go by Tom today for maybe obvious reasons later on. Tom has spent his a major part of his career being a flight attendant. I had to take... Uh, six flights in three days the other day and I thought about you the whole time I was on all of those flights and then when I got home and I said come over and talk welcome to Nanlandia thank you Nan nice to be here (laughs) it's so great to have you and plus I've known you two for a long time known you how many years now I think 14 years 14 that's that's pretty good yeah yeah Yeah. Um, you're a flight attendant we're not going to name the airline we we like you having a job (laughs) we appreciate that and like I said I was on this I had to take get on six different airplanes in three days the other day for a job I was working on. And I thought of you the whole time. There was a lot of turbulence. And in fact, the, um, the, the pilot said, we are going to have a lot of turbulence. He announced that. What is that like for you as a flight attendant when you hear, what's it like? For the most part, I've, I've been a flight attendant for 25 years now. So um, for the most part, Turbulence doesn't bother me. I, I know there are some flight attendants that do get bothered and um, a little scared of it or spooked by it, but um, the pilots, oh, I, it, it doesn't always bother me. There are times. Um, I recently had a, re- a really scary flight. Um, really? But yeah, just in the this time of year with tornadoes and um, just crazy weather patterns, there were tornadoes going through the area and we were landing with insane winds. And uh, I was actually very scared. And the flight attendant that I was flying with actually got so sick that when we uh, we had a little bit of ground time, we were landing in Birmingham, and um, she actually had to lay down um, for like an hour. <laughs> we really? had ground time, so she's like, I'm going to go over there and lay down on the floor <laughs> to feel better. She wow. Such bad uh, turbulence sickness, but uh, it, it doesn't happen often. Pilots always try to uh, alert us when uh-huh. it's going to be bad weather, uh-huh. but like we say all the time, we're not, we're, you know, there's often air that 
we we're not aware of before we come across it. So right. it's good to have your seatbelt on at all times, obviously. Um, and flights, as it goes, if you're the first flight in the morning, sometimes or there's not a flight that's gone your route, but recently there's not weather reports. But for the most part in the U.S. and I guess everywhere, um, pilots are constantly reporting what their air is like. So uh-huh. if it's like mildly turbulent or and it's a scale, uh, so like twos, three, four, five. Um, so they're constantly communicating with other pilots of what air patterns are good or bad. So we, they try to keep us aware and they try to sit us down when it's early. Sometimes you'll be on a flight and they'll say, we're not going to do service because the air is going to be really bad. Uh-huh. The flights in front of us have all told us that the air is very turbulent. So they'll have us be seated. And then sometimes on those flights, it's not even bumpy, but it's usually out of just precaution, you know, right. safety. Um, it's it's a, Sometimes it's a difficult balance of starting a service and then you get halfway through and there's drinks all over the place. And so <laughs> I know. that's why we just stop service sometimes and sit back <laughs> down. So. Uh, with climate change and everything that goes on, like you were talking about, all of a sudden there's tornadoes someplace. Has that, have, have you seen a rise in crazy ass weather? I feel like, I mean, just this past week when I flew, I flew through Dallas and Birmingham and there were tornado, pardon me, tornadoes in both. And, um, I, I feel like it is almost increasing. Yeah, really? I think there's definitely a, this year, the weather pattern has been exceptionally insane, like with the West Coast and the snow. Yeah. And, yeah. So definitely, um, and that makes travel hard on anybody. Even yeah. people getting, simply getting to the airport is, you know, I just flew with a gentleman who lives on the West Coast and he drives to Los Angeles airport and he said it normally takes him an hour to get to work and it was like two and a half hours just because oh, yeah. of I mean, I think he went through snow and rain, which you don't normally encounter right. in Southern right. California. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, but yeah, I, I think I would say yes. I mean, maybe it's just my sensitivity to climate and But the, but the, the airline hasn't, doesn't, hasn't addressed that necessarily with you guys. No, I think airlines are trying to um, cut down on their carbon footprint. You uh-huh. know? I mean, we recycle on the aircraft and try to do our part there but i think they really are trying to do better with fuels mm. that are not uh as damaging to the environment oh that's good so, to yeah know. i like that yeah, yeah 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 you've been doing this for 25 years that is a lot of humanity packed into 25 years and it in is. so many ways the worst of humanity what has it been like for the last uh, we know that we you know because anybody who's on social media or even reading news we know that during covid it got crazy did it used to be crazy when i was a kid you dressed up to get on an airline what what's what's the evolution since in your 25 years yeah it um i feel like it's gotten a little crazier covid for sure i think covid and just the world politics and everything that was going on. I feel like everybody was kind of ramped up a little bit more than, you know, um, people were scared. People were scared to, you know, travel so closely. And, you know, there was an issue of, it was our job to make sure people were wearing masks, which, you know, a lot of what we do as a flight attendant is telling people things that they don't want to hear. You know, (laughs) we're often, often saying, no, you can't have your bag there. Or no, you can't, you know, like, no, you can't use the restroom right now. No, you can't, you know, so that no one likes to hear that they that they can't do something they want to do. So um, at least we don't have the battle of making people put their masks on anymore, which was you know a lot of a lot of uh, angst and anger. And you know the nation was divided on wearing masks to begin with, and right. you know, and or the you know 
validity of COVID and for that matter. So Right. Well, and, and, and even before we get into that, too, I'd also like to go back to, so if you've been doing this for 25 years, what was flying like 25 years ago? Like I said, when I was a kid, you would get very dressed up, like going right. to church to get on right. an airline, and you were on your absolute best behavior. So 25 years ago, when you started, what was it like then? It was, um, I think I started the beginning of when air travel became competitive, air travel became more... Um, relaxed and casual you mm-hmm. know airlines were relaxing their uniforms and um becoming more of a uh a, a more of a every man uh-huh. should be able to fly you know like right. i think okay. that's when prices were you know they really started the price wars and stuff like that so um it did change i remember dressing up and flying and traveling uh, when i was a kid and yeah it's definitely not that anymore <laughs> yeah but it's also we have there's so many um competitive low fare airlines that you know makes it more available to everybody uh-huh. um, which is good that's um it's, it's competitive and it's a good pricing and more people can travel but yes the standards of air travels yeah there's a lot of people in pajamas and yeah <laughs> i noticed that the other day and, you know i think the true miracle workers in our job is the people that they're the ticket agents. I mean, they, I could never do that. Really? Yes. I mean, they put up with so much. And they're the ones who often have to say, you're dressed inappropriately. Or, you know, sometimes it's like, you you smell. Like, you know, they have to monitor they have, people. Wait, wait, wait. Up. They tell people you smell? You there can't has run. been, in, you know, in the past, <gasps> oh you know, or if you're intoxicated, you, you know, we're really not supposed to board anyone that appears to be intoxicated. So I think the frontline workers at the ticket counter have it really rough. Um wow. We, as flight attendants, we get it. We get the pushback, but we can also walk away, and people are strapped in their seats. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is a it has it is, it's been a journey for sure. I, there was one of the flight attendants the other day, and she was wearing stiletto heels, mm-hmm. and I thought, how are you even walking on this plane in those shoes? Oh, I was thinking that too. My arc. You don't uniform. wear stiletto heels. I used to wear like fancy dress shoes, and I was like, "There's so I don't even know how I did that." And then, like, <laughs> now I've got you know dance goes like very comfortable <laughs> keens or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like, yeah. I don't know how people and they do. They wear those heels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a well back choice. back in the day. That was that was a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah back in the true. day, you had to be a fashion model. You did to yeah. be a flight attendant, and along with you know people showing up in their pajamas. Yeah, you know your dress code has definitely relaxed. Oh, there were weigh-ins when we first started. You know, weigh-ins, yeah. you had to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. wow. Even twenty-five years ago. Twenty-five years ago, there were scales still mm-hmm. in the building. They didn't make us weigh in, but they they left the scales. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, my friend, when he worked for TWA years ago, and. Uh, he would have to have his nails inspected, get manicures if they were told to. Men would have to go and get their hands you know, really get professional manicures, and yeah, there was definitely um, strict appearance standards back then. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they always look very, very, very nice, but yeah. you can tell that they don't have nearly right. the the rules that they. It used is. To the, have. Yeah, those were the the glamour days. You yeah. Know, white gloves and you know Pan Am and TWA right. and their Braniff, all those fancy you know. Wonderful services and beautiful, I mean, three-piece suits and mm-hmm. long dresses and, yeah. I, we still have flight attendants that will definitely, I mean, we're not required to wear a tie. And whenever uh-huh. I see a gentleman that I work with who's choosing to wear a tie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you show up for a flight, I mean, I know, even when I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, I traveled a lot. And um, when when the flight crew shows up, especially if the captain is among you, 
it's like the rock band showing up. Mm-hmm. It's like you come rolling in with your little with your luggage and your your fancy suit. Does it still feel that way? Do you feel that way when you're rolling up? Do people look at you with the same sort of reverence as uh, they used to? Because I, it's like, oh, there they are, there they are. I, it actually does. I mean, like sometimes, yes, I know exactly what you're saying, and I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are moments where I'm like, oh, look, you know, like, and it is nice when you fly with a crew that appreciates their parents' standards and that, you know, like, it's kind of looks together and yeah, but yes, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's the same, but I do, I just don't get that feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travel used to be more relaxed for sure, I think. I feel like there's a, there's a little bit of anxiety that everybody has. I mean, I even feel it now, like going to work uh, during COVID, especially, I felt, um, anxiety about going to work and just oh, really? yeah yeah and i and i i can definitely say that for people in my workforce there's several you know people that i've talked to that you know have anxiety issues about going to work being at the airport even you know? really i think once you get there you're fine it's uh-huh. just like the building up flight attendants are generally uh scheduled like three days on four days off three okay. days on four days off and most of airlines are pretty flexible so you can work little or more or add trips but um you know, I think when you're off for four days, sometimes more, then you have to mentally really like build yourself back up to, I'm going to go be on an airplane with 175 people. On. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering too, when does your day start? And I know that every day would be different, but how far in advance do you have to be for an eight o'clock flight? What time do you have to get there? Sure. So um, the first thing, generally, I think most airlines are three or four day trips. Sometimes it's a turn, which you just live in one city, you fly to LA and back. But mm-hmm. um, those aren't most trips. Most trips are a three-day trip. So you'll start in your base. Like I am based in Chicago. Mm. So I have to commute to Chicago. But I choose to do that. I choose to commute to Chicago. Uh, so I, I get to Chicago by flying standby. And then I start my trip out of my base. And I'll do a three-day trip. Say the first night's Pittsburgh. So you get to the hotel at night. And a van will pick us up. It's like a crew scheduled van. And take us to our hotel. Maybe sometimes we have 12 hours, sometimes we have 18 hours, you know, so sometimes you can take advantage of seeing the city that you're in. uh And then the next day, you're scheduled van time. A lot of the trips that the company I work for are set up AMs or PMs, so you're you're kind of either checking in in the afternoon and getting done late at night, or you're checking in early in the morning and getting done in the afternoon or evening, so, um, but those, they're rough hours. I mean, like, especially on an AM, you're getting up at 3.30 or 4 wow. to be at the airport at 5 because you have to. we have to be there a half hour before our flight takes off to do our checks and get ready to board. So sometimes our duty days can be up to 12, 13 hours. Uh-huh. You know? uh, they can't schedule us uh, anything more than 11, I believe, with FAA rules. But uh, So it makes for long days, uh, and it, it can, that in itself can be exhausting, you know. Yeah. And, I, and travel time to an airport and travel right? time back from an airport, you know. It's, right. And everybody knows getting to and from an airport's not easy or fun either, but. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are you like by that last day, that last day of your your three or four day yeah, stretch? What are you like <laughs> by that time? Well, usually this, the last day, you know, the end is in sight, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometimes you've had it, you know, and, and some people will back their trips up and they'll do a trip right after. They'll do a three-day trip right after working a three-day trip, which really? I've, I, I definitely did that commuting from New Orleans uh, during Katrina when the flights were really hard. To, mm. They weren't as frequent and hard to get on. And uh, so I would do six on and then take six off um, just to make it easier wow. on commuting. But um, yeah, and definitely when you do 
six days in a row it can be <laughs> day oh four goodness. and five are usually <laughs> really exhausting i was but. worn out after just being a passenger on one flight and that's why really and truly why i kept thinking yeah. how i was thinking so much about you guys yeah how do you do this my one friend he always says you know deadheading is when the company's paying you to um position you to a city so like you have to fly but you're just a passenger so mm-hmm. you're still getting paid the same and my friend, and most people like deadheading because you're just sitting there, you know, my friend hates it because he can't get up and move around. Like he'd rather have the ability to work a flight, you know, actually serve <laughs> people because he can't stand sitting in a seat like that, which I kind of get that too, you know, but. I found out the other day too, because I got interested in it, that there is a, a big um, back and forth about which is better, the aisle seat or the window seat. <laughs> and I didn't realize that that was such a thing, but it is. It is a thing. And I used to love the window seat, and now I can't stand it. I think I've gotten, um, my anxiety as I got older <laughs> has gotten worse, unfortunately. And I think I'm a little more claustrophobic, so I don't like a window seat. I have to, I'd have much rather have an aisle seat, but, um, but people are very particular about their seats. Yes. Um, Let's get into, I mean, just all the, like I said, the stuff that you read on the internet all the time about people punching out. Uh, flight attendants or flight attendants having tell us some good stories I have to constantly remind myself that most people are good you know <laughs> like <laughs> yeah there's there's just gonna be one that just can I, I just people are crazy I had a woman coming to um flying to New Orleans the other day with her friends and they all came on wearing t-shirts because it was one of the women's birthdays and um you know they started drinking which you know, good. I'm happy for everyone to have a good time, you know, but uh-huh. we are on an airplane in a very shared space, <laughs> right. you know. So, I mean, I just, I, I it, it's, it's amazing to me that people have to be reminded of that. Um, you know, we tell people to please have your device, whatever you're listening to, have your buds or your pods, you know, because you're in a shared space, be respectful. But, anyways, this woman got quite loud very early and she only had one drink and they were ordering their second round and she was screaming and I just simply asked her can you just keep it down a little bit you guys are kind of loud and she was so mad she later said what's your name and I'm like I told her my name and she said I'm gonna write you up and I was like okay well you know I'm just doing my job so thank you for bringing me up for that and then the next thing you know she's like I've never been and then she called me a liar and then it just escalates and I'm just standing there wow it's nine in the morning ma'am like (laughs) and you know I know like I said I've known you for 14 years and I know that you are always polite you're always friendly I can't imagine somebody screaming at you like that because you're always fun and nice oh well I, don't, I hope so I try to be on the plane but everyone has their limits I think too <laughs> yes I remember you telling me about a story during COVID where there was and maybe you don't even remember because there, there, there were so many but I remember it was a woman who didn't want to wear her mask on the plane during COVID and she oh. had her two little kids with her yes Do you remember that she story? got up and left yes that is so funny yes she uh, me, I think I had people removed left and right during COVID because I was just done with it. I was like, I'm not going to argue with this. I'm just going up top. So I went up to the front. I was like, I, we're, we're taking this woman off. But yeah, so anyways. The, kids, how, how belligerent did she have to get? Or how? what was what led up to that? She was pretty belligerent. And so it, the thing is, when something happens like that on the ground, we you just kind of have to get ahead of it. And, and you have to say, I just need to know that this isn't going to escalate in the air. Because once we've closed the door and the plane's oh, yeah. in the air, right. if people are becoming hostile or um, argumentative or, 
you know, that's how it leads to things. So you kind of want to nip that in the butt. And I just simply said, I need to know that we're not going to have any more issues with this, you know. And she said, I will if you just get away from me. And so I just walked away and I went to the front and I had her pulled off the plane. <laughs> but at that moment, her kids, they weren't that young, but they, oh, they okay. were, I think they were like teenagers. Oh, okay. They said, okay, mom, we'll see you in Phoenix. They didn't care. They, <laughs> and it seemed to me this wasn't the first time this woman was removed from an airplane, which is sad. But, uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I've never had anything horrible like actual physical violence, which happens, and that's terrifying too. Yeah. You know? Do you have any friends? I mean, in the I do. Industry? I knew a woman who was punched in the face. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's when you kind of have to rely on the goodness of other passengers. You know? Really? And I think most times people will, especially when it's a physical altercation, come to your aid. And you know. so passengers will jump up and help. yeah, yeah. Wow. Let, in fact, that that most recent incident that happened. And I believe it was a United flight, the passenger. And and, and I think, a, a, you know, a lot of times this is like maybe a mental health issue going on with the person. Because mm-hmm. this person tried to open an exit and then punch the flight attendant, I think was what the story was. but um, And it was the other passengers that helped subdue oh, wow. him. Yeah, You know, we're trained to put... Um, Oh, the handcuffs on the plastic handcuffs oh, on right. in case zip of ties. belligerent. Yeah, zip ties. Thank you. Yes, exactly. exactly. We use those in jazz. Our giant zip ties. We do a lot. Um, anyways, yes, uh, we're trained how to do that, and I feel like in training every year, I'm like, I don't think it's going to be this easy. Like, you, right? <laughs> wrestling Here, a person, person and putting. It. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think you, do, you will need to rely on the help of other passengers, but. Um, I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to deliver a baby on a flight or anything? No. Medical emergencies happen quite a bit. Um, last week I had a woman, and I was flying with a brand new flight attendant. She was wonderful, but she was also had a full tray of drinks, and she's passing out the drinks. She realized that one of her passengers was um, convulsing. Oh, really? She was choking, and she was not conscious she was like in her i think she might have been sleeping um but so she didn't know what to do she said i don't know if i made the wrong decision by not because she ran to the back alley to put her tray down and then got me and we both went up um she was uh when i came to the came to the passenger she was awake but had vomited on herself too Mm. and i said ma'am are you okay I, i think she had a seizure is what happened because when i came back up again i got some stuff to help her clean her up and checking on her and she's like oh i'm fine i'm fine so i think might not have been the first time this has happened Uh. to this woman but she didn't want any medical attention or anything like that so um but yeah i'm sorry i don't know why i was going on (laughs) no i asked if you had ever delivered a baby on a flight no no babies (laughs) just usually vomit but um (laughs) and i've never had to use an aed but those are available as well and we're trained on those wow um, yeah, pads, you know. I'm wondering about all the different kind of training. What kind of training do you guys get? Because there's so much that can happen on a flight. The majority of our training um, is safety and emergency. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's evacuating an aircraft. Um, the FAA says, you know, everyone has to evacuate an aircraft. I believe it's 90 seconds. Um, mm. um, so, and each aircraft, the size determines, I think, per 50 or 55 passengers, there has to be one flight attendant. So, you know... Um, Usually, I work on planes with three or four flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're trained on evacuating them. You're trained in first aid, a lot of first aid. You're trained on safety and 
extinguishing fires on an aircraft. Battery fires. Battery fires are the new thing, you know. Oh, Um, really? Lithium batteries catch fire more than you want them to. But have you had to do that on a (laughs) No, thank God. None of these things have ever... A bird strikes. I've had a lot of bird strikes, which is scary in and of itself because uh, the cabin does fill with smoke sometimes, and it stinks. It's like burning flesh. When you hit a bird, you mean? Mm -hmm. Wow. Usually if the bird's taken into the engine. Oh. So then... And two of the cases that I've been through with that, we had to circle back around land, and then the the fan part of the engine was damaged, so we had to wait for a replacement aircraft. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, not getting knock wood, I have not had to (laughs) deal with anything of major major medical or uh, any type of... I, I think people don't realize, like, the boarded landings are quite common. Like, you'll be coming in... You feel like you're really close to the runway, and then all of a sudden your plane takes off again. But it's sometimes like a runway, someone didn't cross the runway in time, or there mm. was a plane too close. So those happen, and and it's perfectly, um, obviously it's not normal or usual, but mm-hmm. they do happen, and it's not a big deal. Right, and I'm thinking about how, of course, you know, back in the olden days before we had, you know, everything was on the internet, you didn't know about stuff that happened. Now, of course, everything that yeah. happened, everything that happens, we know about. So it looks like there are more maybe events where planes are near misses or whatever. That is. But if you think sure about how many planes are in an air in the day, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I kind of on that note, what you were saying, Nan, too, I do, I used to say all the time that when the media has a slow day, they just go right to the airline. Like if there's no good story, then let's pull up an air. Everybody loves an airline story. So, uh, you know, and there was somebody I think who used to work in, um, uh, government who died on a flight the other day with, yes, correct. What was that, that was severe story? turbulence. She was, I can't remember what administration she worked under, maybe yeah. the Obama administration. Yeah. I think um, it was Obama. Yeah. It's a terribly sad story. She was going to visit colleges with her, her family mm-hmm. and they were on a private jet and there was, Unexpected severe turbulence, and she was killed. Wow! Um, I know. And what killed her was it? I guess I, usually you slam to the top of the plane. Oh. On, you're thrown uh-huh. inside the cabin. So she probably, I, I don't know, but imagine me broke her neck or something. So oh my goodness! With wow. her family, I know it's so terrible. But wear your seatbelt. <laughs> your seatbelt. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I know they're not comfortable, but even if it's loosely on, you'll stay in your seat at least. Yeah. yeah that is. On one of those flights the other day, I had I I. You know, like I said, six flights in three days, and I ended up coming back to New Orleans, arriving at 3 a.m. my time. So I was just exhausted Exhausted. after all that. And I took off all my seatbelts, and I laid across. It was a very, very, you know, empty flight, and I was able to lay across the seats. And that that was so great. (laughs) (laughs) It is great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But another thing that was interesting was how many of the flights, like I said, six flights in three days, and they were absolutely packed to the point where they were asking people to, you know, please don't take this flight. You only, I don't care if you've got three bags, you only get to, you know, take two practically. I'm like, five of those flights were so full. Are there more people traveling or are there fewer flights? What's going on with I that? I think so. I think once COVID ended and was really lifted, people just, they just need to get out. I mm-hmm. mean, and the world's gotten smaller because of travel. And I think people like that, you know, but yeah, I, that flights are full. That's mm-hmm. for sure. What is the, can you tell us the craziest thing that's ever happened on, a, the very craziest that's ever happened? I wish I could pinpoint one. Or even maybe one that you heard about from a friend of yours. Yeah. Um, I it, There's, I mean, well, there's always the Mile High Club incidents that <laughs> I try not to even 
<laughs> I can't that even really imagine. That really It does, unfortunately. And Not often. Maybe once in my career. There are someone, probably people who don't know what the Mile High Club is. Can you say what that is without getting Having too- sex in an airplane bathroom. <laughs> and first of all, there's not a lot of room in an airplane bathroom. I know it. We all know that. I mean, yes. nor is that a romantic place in any way. <laughs> I mean... I don't know why anybody would be turned on by that. But yes, I actually flew with a girl, and I don't know how I was going to handle it. We both were away from the galley, and they two people went in, and uh, my colleague was so wonderful. She just banged on that door so loud and screamed, get out of there! Like, she wasn't having it, and I loved it. I don't know if I would have handled it that way, but wow. I was very proud of her. <laughs> I think she even said, you should be ashamed of yourself. And they were they were older adults. They were That was early on in my career when I was younger, in my 20s. Uh-huh. They were definitely older than us. I don't know what they were. I guess it's a bragging right, maybe? I maybe don't know. So. <laughs> but so if you see two people go into a bathroom or head towards the bathroom at the same time, do you go, uh-oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa? I mean, right. Normally, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that, of course, was a late night flight. I mean, it's the only time I think you can try to even get away with something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of times alcohol and airplanes just are not a good combination. Right. And I'm a drinker. I don't mind. But just, you know, some people can have four drinks on a flight, sit there as calm and can be and watch their movie. Other people just turn into idiots. And I guess that's anywhere in life, <laughs> yeah. let alone. But things are magnified when you're in a tube and with 160 other people. So, I wonder if people drink more on a plane just to relieve anxiety. Um, For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. people have told me that too. They're like, you know. And also people take, I think there's a lot of people that have taken a Xanax or something before they get on a plane and then yeah. they have a drink and then... And these are bad combinations all happening. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to be a flight attendant. <laughs> I'm going to say it out loud. not for everybody. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I wish I had a doozy of a story. I feel like I try to repress those. I'm sure you do. I'm sure <laughs> you do. Walk away. And that's the beauty of our job, too. You can walk away from uh, and never see another flight attendant again. You know, often the, your crew is is really crucial because if you're flying with someone that's not a good flight attendant it, oh. and you're stuck for three days with them and oh. that's difficult. Yeah. So do you have the same crew for those days? Yes. So, you, oh. so usually a three-day trip is, um, yeah, you're, you're with the same crew for three days. Wow. Like, not necessarily pilots, but um, sometimes you will have the same pilots, but often it's just the same flight attendants. But if, you know, you know, flight attendants are humans too. So we've got some crazy ones out there that, yeah. you know, some of them are very, um, authoritative and have to be heard and follow the rules and so it makes it more difficult you know like, wow i mean i think it's important that everyone's following the rules but you yeah know, some people get power trips on planes and stuff so so yeah you you are literally in a pressure cooker for god knows how many hours in a day and you can't get you can't send somebody to the principal's office you can't put them in timeout necessarily and you having known you for all this time i also know that you're a very forgiving happy affable person is that, a, would you say that's a quality that, that flight attendants need? Yes. And I feel <laughs> that, I, I think it's been a road for me too to get to that because you you got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. You got to let what's going to bother you. You know, I I remember there was a period where certain things on the plane would just drive me nuts, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I just had to say this, this, I flew with a couple people early on in my career that were like, doesn't matter. You know, you do what you have to do. You do what the FAA expects from us. Uh-huh. You tell them, you know, 
put your seatbelt on, but you, we're not police. Like we can't, right? You know, you, yeah, you can't let it bother you. So yeah, that that was a journey for me, though. You know, <laughs> things would definitely start to um, get to me. I feel like there, I it needs to be known. I think it's a very important thing because people ask to use the bathroom all the time. They'll hit the call button and they'll say, "Can I go to the bathroom?" If there's a seatbelt sign is on, a flight attendant can never tell you that it's okay to go to the bathroom. Aha! Uh-huh. So I always look at them and I say, um, if the seatbelt sign's on, I can't tell you it's okay to use the bathroom. So then I look them in the eye and I say, so my suggestion is to you is don't ask. And I walk <laughs> away. And then some people will catch right away what I'm saying and they just get up and use the restroom. And then other people just sit there and I'm like, don't pee your pants. If you got to go to the bathroom, I'm not going to stop you, but I can't tell you it's right. okay to go to the bathroom. Right. It's a liability but, thing. And it's also, you know, if the seatbelt sign's on, the seatbelt sign's on. But we're not going to tackle you and make you sit down. I mean, <laughs> there are flight attendants, again, like the different flight attendant levels and personalities will get on as soon as someone stands up and always say, the seatbelt sign's on. And I don't do that. If, you, if you're an adult and you need to use the restroom, <laughs> go use the restroom as long as you're not having sex in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this. It's this been is great, man. Great thank fun. You. And I will see you at Jazz Fest. I cannot I will, wait. Uh, can I also say that you are our decorator at yes, Jazz Fest, yes, which is sure how can. I know you? And um, Which is my nice little break every year from flying. I get to take uh, my vacation and work with you. And, and it's heaven. I really love it. <laughs> I love having you there. It's always so much fun when you show up. Everybody so gets great. happy when you show Not up. And I hear you're going to even work more weeks this year. I am excited about that. Too, yes, yes, we yes. all are. This is great. Well, thank you so much. Thank I really, you for really having appreciate me, it. It's, it's always a pleasure. So much fun. All right. From that discussion with with Tom, the flight attendant here. That my choice to travel on the surface of the earth is a wise one. I totally agree. (laughs) Hitchhiking's the way to go. No, 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 I wouldn't go that far. But I have for many years, as you know, opted for train travel Mm -hmm. and driving. I love to drive. It is very hard to get you to come and visit me when I'm in Massachusetts. Well, I need more time to get there. That's all it is. I just need a little more. I need a larger window than most people to get places. Right. And I understand how far away things are. And and I like that. Yeah, I do too. I I love driving between New Orleans and Massachusetts back and forth so much and North Carolina. I love it all. You know, when I was on the Renaissance circuit and I drove around, that trip was a very dark and isolated trip. And it is not anymore. It's lit up. Yeah. All yeah, the way, right. where it used to be big stretches of darkness. I blame Elon Musk. Do you? I do. Fully? Fully. Just because I can. Okay. For everything. <laughs> and everybody will jump on board. <laughs> exactly. Everybody will get right on that but wagon. no, just the way that he yeah. and his guys want to light up the sky with advertising. You know, oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, we'll talk about that in a different time. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes. 
Yes. I don't want to live in Blade Runner. Exactly. I, don't, I just don't. I know. They got to leave a little space for people who exactly. don't that's why, want all that nonsense. Right. And it's one reason I absolutely adore so much my time in Asheville, Massachusetts. I just missed the big storm, the big four foot of snow winter storm when all the power went out. And that's the most magical time. Yeah, well, you of can the die year. in that. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. People wrote to me and said, oh, you missed it. I'm like, Dang, I missed it. I love that part. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I mean, this is, has nothing to do with flying. I mm-hmm. don't know how we got here. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah? That's what we do? But, yeah. That's why we knew we could do a podcast, because we do <laughs> so we this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back to back to Tom. Yeah? Yeah. What, um, what I learned? What did you learn from Tom? I learned never, ever to go to the bathroom on a plane at night because you don't <laughs> no, know no. who might have just been in there and what they was doing. Oh, funky. Well, you know, the humanity, like sardines yeah, back, in a back tube. To <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. you know, you don't, you're preaching to the choir. Right, right. Like the whole, the whole situation is yeah. just untenable Ooh. for me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Thank goodness for people who enjoy that job because we do have to fly. And are as delightful and, and sensible as, as Tom. Yes, yes. Yeah, I loved him to, for a long time. Yeah, he yeah. was lovely. Well, all right, Nan. All right, Tracy. Good night. Good night, Nan. Good night, Nan.